the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Don't the poor and powerless And all the lost and lonely And all the thieves will come confess And know that you are holy And know that you are holy Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. We continue, I'm sure with most of you, to mourn the slaughter of 11 innocents at the Tree of Life Synagogue this past Saturday. It's taken on a life of its own, for lack of a better Mm -hmm. description. But it is a, a seminal event here within the city of Pittsburgh and certainly in the sweep of history of this town. And so we choose to engage and focus on this for at least one more day. But welcome to you. There's no option. You can't You can't act like it's a normal day because it isn't. Well, you can. But you, you, no, you, you could ignore it. I think it'd be hard to do it. I think it'd be hard to do it. I, I, I would think a lot of people are just moving on. About 300 people gathered today at a Shadyside funeral home to remember the kind, cheerful man who was killed when a gunman tore through his synagogue on Saturday. I'm reading an article from the uh, Trib written by Renata Signorini about Melvin Wax. She writes that he had three photos in his wallet when investigators recovered it from his synagogue Saturday. One was from his daughter's wedding day, and two were photographs of his beloved grandson, Matthew Cart. He was 87 years old. He was devoted to Matthew and to New Life Congregation, Rabbi Jonathan Perlman said during Wax's funeral service today. Pearl described Wax as, quote, perpetually happy, <laughs> and quote, always charitable. Now, isn't that a wonderful thing to say about somebody? Oh, my gosh. Is that they were perpetually, perpetually happy. happy. It's wonderful. Yes. That's a life well lived. Cut short. And so there were several of funerals today. There will be several more tomorrow. I believe the last funeral will be on Friday morning. But as a city, we mourn. And I think it's certainly acceptable to do so. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. We're going to talk today about um, several issues that are related to the shooting uh, in Squirrel Hill on Saturday. We'll talk about religious persecution. Um, We'll talk to Lou Weiss, who is known to many in the Pittsburgh community um, because of his family's connection to carpets and beautiful area rugs and design and beautiful things. Um, We're looking forward to that. That's at 430. Um, 
Also, we'll talk to Gary Neal Hansen, who's a visiting professor at the University of Pittsburgh's Religious Studies Department in the 5 o'clock hour. And then we'll also talk a little bit about Halloween, because it's also a holiday for a lot of people. Yes. And I see that uh, New Mike and Kath are in their costume regalia. I feel good about it. You look great. You really do, Mm -hmm. both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think the sadness for us uh, when it comes to Halloween costuming is that uh, John didn't take part. He doesn't participate. Now, I understand. Now, after last year, his costume as Katerina Luther, First Lady of the Reformation, is hard to beat. It is hard to beat. That That is an awesome costume. Because that was special. No, no, I couldn't no, no. find that in stores. Uh, but that was for the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. This is 501. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so I don't know. I mean, you can't, like, do a better than. Right. I mean, I was talking to David, our uh, our um, social media guy here, mm-hmm. who does all things on the web. Also not dressed up. And who, who reminded me. That by dressing up, I would be um, denying my brand. That, what does that mean? That it's not who I am. Oh, so you'd be like less than yourself if you dressed up. I would be untrue to my brand. So mm-hmm. I have to go, okay, I'll take that. Thank you, David. If you find us on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, or on, I'm having a little trouble with my Twitter interface right now, but uh, Facebook is uh, showing a photograph of the three of us. Right. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can see it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Mike looks great. He is one of the Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah, he looks really good. He, the hat especially is good. The only thing I'm missing are the overalls. You want to explain why you don't have those, Mike? Well, I went to the red, white, and blue, uh, red, white, and blue thrift store yeah. mm-hmm. to find – Looking for a pair on of overalls. Route, yes. On Route 65? Yes. Right, because that's the best one. That would yeah. be hard to find. It's a great one. It was packed. Oh, was it? I mean, I could not find a parking spot. I actually had to park across the street and walk – and walk over. And you take your life in your hands crossing the road. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. It's, it's like a death trap. you gotta, you got to really want to go into the red, white, and blue at that point. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. But I went, over, I went in there to get some overalls because uh, my wife and I are, are dressing up as uh, Mario and Luigi. Oh, she! And, I didn't realize that she was going to be the other. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then my son's going to be a uh, little... Um, uh, Who's the dinosaur? Yoshi. Yoshi, right. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. A blue Yoshi. Anyway, I was looking for overalls. And... I was in there for, for, for probably like 15 minutes trying to look for them. I couldn't find any. So finally, I, I, I asked a, uh, I asked the lady and said, that works there. I said, is there any, do you guys have any overalls? And she goes, she looks at me with a puzzled look and says, you're going as one of the Super Mario Brothers, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, how'd you guess? Yeah, yeah, she said, we literally had probably about 10 to 15 of them about a week ago. Uh-huh, and they're we gone. just sold out on mm-hmm. them yesterday. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they're all gone. So there's a fashion rule. It's hard to yeah. believe that you aren't the only one that had that good idea, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> ten or fifteen more before him weeks ago. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So the overall. Have you ever worn? I mean, because overalls were trendy at some point, weren't they? Oh yeah. Listen, when I had during one of my pregnancies, I wore them pretty much every day. Oh, did you though? That yeah. was a uniform. Hey, welcome. It's John Hall's fashion rules for Halloween. Listen, if you're dressing up, don't wait to the last minute. Stop on by the Red, White, and Blue store. Grab yourself a pair of overalls because people have been there before. So shop early, shop often. It's John Hall's Fashion Rules. Now, I have something that none of you guys have, though, on my costume. Fur. Well, I do have fur. I do have fur. But I think the thing I'm most proud of is the stinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome. It's a little problematic. So now you... You sort of went against um, um, what I, our family uh, would never do such a thing. You went to the store and bought yourself a costume. Mm-hmm. That's pretty, you know, that's kind of hoity-toity of you. I feel good about it. Yeah. 
It was on sale. You look great. So you're dressed as a bumblebee. Right. Or as when my oldest daughter was little, Mm -hmm. she called them bumbles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so we've always done that ever since. So I I called her today and I said, I'm dressing as a bumble. She Mm -hmm. was very excited. Uh, So I do have wings, which are good. And I do have some fur, you mm-hmm. know, which is good. But seriously, the thing I'm proudest of is the stinger. Nice. Yeah. You know, with a bumble, you can only sting one time. So you have to be super careful. <laughs> Choose your poison carefully. Right. <laughs> right. right. No, wait. So have you, have you said you've posted the photo? Uh, it's on our Facebook page right now. And I'm trying to tweet it. But if something's wrong with my Twitter right now, and I can't get the picture. Mm, maybe because everybody else is tweeting their overall photos <laughs> of Halloween. They're, they're, uh, they're tweeting all the photographs of all the overalls they got right. before Mike showed up. Hey, fashion rules. Listen, I don't mean to be a party pooper. I really don't. Yeah. But um That's all right. You actually made the photograph of us much funnier. Uh, you did. What? My um yeah, cluelessness. Your sardonic expression. Yes, my sardonic. I don't, I don't know. I think I think you can go as Waldorf from the Muppets. Waldorf. From Wait, the who's Muppet? Waldorf? I don't know. Is it Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets? Are those the guys Are that sit the... in the opera seats yes. and complain? Yes. Oh. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that is funny. That's really funny. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> Okay, I'll take that. All right. We did suggest that maybe he could, you could um, dye your beard white and go as the mayor. Mm, mm. Mayor Peduto. Yeah, but we didn't have right. We didn't have the correct like implements to make that happen. Right. But I went. <laughs> hey, John Holden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, on Twitter in just a couple minutes, and right now on Facebook, you can see these ridiculous photos. There's also a photograph of uh, Mike and I. I'm going to put up mm-hmm. uh, just to show off the stinger and wings that I have. Okay. That's nice. pretty awesome. Listen to okay. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, I got nothing. Right? Statler and Waldorf. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Somebody posted that. Did you just post that? I did. Yeah. It's on Facebook. There it is. Great. All right. Oh gosh. Anyway, it's good. All right. So we're going to turn our attention to a religious persecution. Uh, in the on deck circle, we've got Dr. Roger Fink from Penn State University. We'll be right back. WORD. Turning point with David Jeremiah. They're not playthings. They're not pets. They're not nice little things to believe in. The angels of God, his immediate and first creation of anything that has personality, the angels of God are invincible, powerful. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Angels, What the Bible Reveals, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. My dad, a hard-working, regular blue-collar guy, a Korean War vet, a Pittsburgher, a Ginzer. He married, raised a family, and gave over 20 years of his life to one company, and that company filed for bankruptcy. I watched my mom and dad struggle at a late age, and it was tough, but they made it. For almost 30 years now, I, and now Ethan, have helped all the people that God entrusted to our management, putting together retirement blueprints, personalized, customized solutions that help people retire with confidence, clarity, and independence, the way I wished it would have happened for my parents. I'm Kurt Kenotic. My company, Accurate Solutions Group, would love to help you. It's never too late. It's never too early. Just call 412-515-3555. 412-515-3555 or visit ASGRetire.com. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. An official message from Medicare. Open enrollment ends soon. So now's the time to be open-minded. Look at everything, like prescription drug plans and Medicare Advantage plans from private insurers. Why? Because plans change. 
So can your health needs. I found lower costs and extra benefits and saved money. Open to something better? Visit Medicare.gov or call 1-800-MEDICARE today. Open enrollment ends December 7th. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Introducing a new show for those struggling with addiction. See, I truly believe that there's people out there listening that love God, that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, but they're still suffering with this insidious disease. Join Terry Hanna for Christians with Secret Addictions and find hope to begin again. The ultimate weapon for addiction is one addict helping another addict. That's why we're here. Sunday night at 645 on WORD. Make every day count with your finances. Here's a tip from the founder of Debt Proof Living, Mary Hunt. I think the key to getting out of debt is to first be content with where you are, to truly want what you have. If you focus on what you don't have or can't do, you're more likely to break down and buy yourself something. Trust me, shopping will not make you happy, but counting your blessings will. Focus on what you do have. And remember, don't beat yourself up for being in debt. If you're overwhelmed by debt, there is hope. But hope is not a strategy. You need a plan. So talk to a Christian organization that you trust and find out who they recommend for debt management. That's just one idea to help you make every day count. Get a whole wallet full of ideas online at facebook.com slash make every day count from Focus on the Family. With the murder of 11 Jews this Saturday, you started thinking about the population of Jews worldwide. And historically, why is it always about the Jews? Why is it that people hate Jews? Why do they choose to persecute Jews? Well, we're going to go to talk to an expert right now. Professor Roger Finke is with us. He's professor of sociology and religious studies at Penn State University, the director of the Association of Religion Data Archives, which is a fabulous website. Uh, Roger, welcome to the show. How are you today, sir? Very good. Very good. Thank you. So, Roger, when you heard about the shooting on Saturday here in Pittsburgh, um, I'm sure it sounds different to you, first off, because you're not here in our neighborhood. Um, But second of all, it sounds different uh, Lee, to you because of your background of what you've studied. So can you take us through how you hear that news? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's it's horrific to anybody. And uh, But unfortunately, one of the things I, I have learned as far as through my own research is it's just far too common. Mm. Uh, even in the United States, uh, there are, are far more hate crimes against Jews than we, we might guess. And when you go around the world, uh, you see uh, heavy rates of persecution in many countries. Uh, we think most frequently of Muslim-majority countries, but unfortunately it, it occurs in many other countries as well, too. So, uh, 
it's it's a horrific event, and especially when it's you know in your neighborhood. Um, but unfortunately, it's far too common. Mm-hmm. So, Roger, as you study religious persecution around the world, and you hear the story of the shooter and his, I would call it, radicalization online. Can you talk yeah. about that, what that looks like worldwide? I mean, you know, in the old days, in a pre-internet, people had to yeah. work hard to sort of, you know, screw up their hatred against each other, maybe, you know, in a broader terms. But now it's yeah. a click away, and, you know, you can find a rabbit hole of, to put your hatred into and give it nitroglycerin, and off you go. Yeah, yeah. No, it it is a click away, and... And it's something that, uh, in the case of, of discrimination against Jews, uh, we recently uh, did work as far as in the area of in Europe as well, and found out that surprisingly, in terms of the the discrimination by the society as a whole, by the culture as a whole, was as high for Jews as it was for Muslims. Um, and uh, so the number of events was was extremely high. With you know them reporting that that uh, like sixty percent of the countries reported that there was been vandalism against uh, Jewish synagogues. So uh, it's it's been there for a long time, but it's being mobilized in different ways right now, and and mobilized much more quickly, unfortunately. As soon as the news came um, about the shooting, and we didn't even know any of the details, I, I was sitting at home with my uh, with my daughter who's sixteen, and she said yeah. the question that we all ask, you know what it is, what, it, why the Jews, what, why does this why? always happen? Yeah, this uh, obviously this is nothing new. Um, uh, the, the historians would describe the Jews as the the canaries in the coal mine when you study countries throughout Europe in the in uh, historically. Because wherever uh, human rights were, were lacking, you would have the persecution and, and essentially slaughtering of the Jews. Um, so this is, yeah, this is nothing new um, uh, in terms of explanations for it and why it has been sustained so long. Uh, there, I, I don't think I've heard great explanations, uh, but it's, it's something where they remain a very tight-knit community wherever they go, and they remain a visible community. And they also become heavily persecuted uh, to the point now where many in Europe will, will not wear the yarmulke be, for fear that they will be openly persecuted uh, if, if they're wearing it openly on the street. So it it's, has a very long history. Uh, some of it not a proud history for Christianity, uh, but uh, it, it's certainly nothing new. That's an excellent point. You know, when you walk down the streets in Squirrel Hill, Murray and Forbes, and you see so many people wearing the yarmulkes, or I used to live in Brooklyn, and, you know, there was one yellow school bus after another filled with Hasidic Jews. And, of course, right. you know, they stand out very easily. So yeah. what would that mean if Jews, and in all your research and studies, and have you talked to Jewish populations, is there that conversation where that they would disavow their traditional garb for fear just because they don't want to be, you know, murdered in the streets? I, I think certainly in um, certainly in some settings they they will abandon it or move. Uh, migration is a very common pattern. So even when the Soviet Union broke apart, you see many of the satellite countries that once had sizable Jewish populations quickly emigrating um, to Israel or other mm-hmm. or the U.S. or other locations, because the U.S. was considered a, lo- a safe location at that time. Um, so, yes, in some cases they, they are forced to just for their own safety. Um, and it's not something they want to do, and the more orthodox of them will then 
you know, be a part of the, the Zionist movement, try to go back to Israel, or find neighborhoods such as Brooklyn neighborhoods in New York. Mm-hmm. Or such as Squirrel Hill in Pittsburgh. Right. right. Yes, or Squirrel Hill in Pittsburgh, exactly. Roger Finke is with us. Roger Finke is the director of the Association of Religion Data Archives. It's a fascinating website. You can look for it online, Mm arda.com. So uh, talk to us about how – so you've placed this in a historical context, but it it doesn't make it any easier to take. Um, Have you had experience dealing with situations like this, um, actual acts of anti-Semitism, and do you have some advice or wisdom you can share with us? Right. Well, in terms of wisdom, I think the one thing that that typically happens in settings where um, uh, quite often governments will try to restrict religions in some way as far as to reduce the amount of violence both towards them and by them. And... uh, any sorts of sort of restrictions on religious freedom have just the, the reverse uh, consequences, where actually more violence results uh, and, and more problems occur between that group and other groups. Uh, so, I mean, I think the one thing we've learned real clear is the very policy of trying to reduce these potential problems by restricting the religious groups has just the reverse effect. Mm. Um, in terms of uh, overall things we've learned, uh, it, it, the thing I learned very quickly was I thought at one time the Voice of the Martyrs perhaps overstated the level of persecution that was going on, uh, but once we started actually collecting data after following the International Religious Freedom Act, we found out it was quite the opposite. It was actually far worse than we expected. And even in the U.S., uh, I just looked up on the FBI uh, hate, uh, the religious bias or the hate crimes against religions, and uh, there were 1,584, uh, as far as reported by law enforcement agencies, last year. And of those, 54.4 were, or about 860, were against Jewish groups. So this is a, just an ongoing thing that um, have not, they've not found easy solutions for. I see. Uh, ensuring that all religions can really coexist with the, the due respect and freedom they deserve is perhaps the, the best anecdote. But in maintaining that requires a very firm position of the courts and a very firm position from the culture as a whole. I see. So, Roger, can you speak to what the JDL is, the Jewish Defense League? Now, I've got to be honest. I don't know hardly anything about this. But I had a friend in college, and he was a Jewish man. And he said, well, my brother's part of the JDL, and they are a protective group amongst Jewish people. Can you speak to that? You know, I, I can't speak in detail about the group. These, I mean, obviously, as you said, uh, they are that group and other groups will try to protect the religious freedoms of Jews in the United States and other groups around the world because it's an ongoing problem for them. Uh, but in addition to that, the thing I would say is that when the Re- International Religious Freedom Act came into being in 1998, that was due heavily due to the influence of Jewish groups and then in alliance with some evangelical groups. But it was really the Jewish groups that took the lead in this. So Jews very much recognize, due to the long history, that uh, religious freedom is very fragile, um, and that they have to really uh, fight to retain that freedom. And that's why in situations such as religious freedom issues, you find them uh, really in close alliance with some of the more conservative evangelical groups, because those are the very groups um, that also face that type of persecution as well. Right. So... No, as President Trump uh, spoke out, and he said, well, you know, it would be a good idea to have armed guards in, in the sanctuary. And, and I think anyone who's right. a believer, 
you know, uh, you cringe at that because you, nobody wants that. Well, you know, some no. some groups have people, you know, retired policemen, or they do have active security. A lot of churches, it's just you just can't afford something like that, right. or they just no. have a problem with it. Right. You know, and, and I shouldn't say nobody wants that. Nobody wants to have to do that. Right. I mean, how many yeah. how many people did you hear say after the shooting? Of course, our doors open. Because that's what we're doing. Yeah. That's what worship is. But but <laughs> just, but at the same time, though, I mean, I'm sure any any. I think about it often when I'm in worship. You are your, at your most vulnerable, right? I mean, your head's yeah. down. You're praising. You're you know, and you want to be free and unfettered, not have the anxious fear that some crazed person is going to come crushing in the door with a you know an assault rifle and and, and everyone's dead. So there has to be some means of protection i believe otherwise you're like lambs led to slaughter which is what happened on saturday yeah yeah and and for that one i don't have the answer uh you know i i think it's one of those uh it's something that clearly a lot of small churches simply couldn't afford other than having some someone volunteer for the door Mm -hmm. and i think for some churches you see more and more there are obviously cameras are much more in use uh a friend of mine recently studied the vandalism against local churches and some of the, the precautions they're starting to take there. Um, but, but obviously, most churches can't afford to pay for guards you know, or protection that way. And it, 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 it is a sad situation uh, because you're right. It is a time when people are very vulnerable. And there are certain groups, such as uh, African-American groups, uh, Muslim groups, which feel very vulnerable in this area. Roger Fink, he's with us, Professor of Sociology and Religious Studies at the Pennsylvania State University and Director of the Association of Religion Data Archives. Um, Roger, when I first got a phone call, my husband works in the, on the same block as the shooting, uh, and he wasn't at work because it was a Saturday, but I got, we got a phone call from someone. And um, and at first I thought, that can't be right. It just that, that can't be right. I, I mean, both John and I have spent countless hours and years of our lives either working or living or eating or shopping or whatever in Squirrel Hill. And I just never sensed, I never saw anything. I never saw any anti-Semitism. I never heard anything. I just, it was never something that ever entered my reality. But I did. Right. But you did. But only one time, right? Right. One time. But it was a bad, it was a bad instance. It kept that, with me for years. Right. So, yeah. but, but, you know, in studying, anti-Semitism historically, I guess right. maybe reading about it in history books, it seems like it was so obvious. It was so profound, whether you're studying, you know, Kristallnacht or you're studying the pogroms um, in in Russia. The, it, it, or maybe it's just that this is my time and I'm just looking back in history. How do you see that? Well, you know, I, I think the one thing is, uh, and here I'll, I'll go back to Europe as an example here, is when we looked at discrimination against Jews in Europe, uh, the, the state has very little in the way of discrimination against Jews. They have a substantial amount against Muslims, but not Jews. However, when it comes to social discrimination, uh, it's much higher against Jews. And I think there, um, one of the things you see is that at the state level, at the official level, you know it's not correct to say something anti-Semitic. And you would be called on it. Uh, But when it comes to private acts, and again, you know, by conversations on the Internet and, and many other places, and certainly even in political parties now, you see more and more of it coming out. And so I, I think that sometimes the what you see publicly, and, and even for myself, I was very surprised when you went globally to find out the level of persecution of, like, say, Pentecostals. Um, because most of those things, in many societies, they won't talk about it openly, uh, but it, it clearly is there. And, and it comes out in very ugly ways, 
uh, and is organized in certain social movements that are very strong against these groups as well. Well, that but is another example. Yeah. Go ahead. India. Yeah, in India last year, over 2,000—I uh, think I forget the exact number—but uh, yeah, over 2,000 people were injured last year uh, due to vigilante groups uh, against religions in India, and uh, 97 people died uh, from these vigilante groups. So these are not groups sponsored by the government. The mm-hmm. government actually has a fairly good record on supporting religious freedom. It's actually gone downhill recently, but fairly good. But it's these social movements that have very strong cases or very strong opinions about certain religious groups. Hmm. And in the case of India, many more Christian. Roger Finke is with us. He is the uh, director for the Association of Religion Data Archives, ARDA.com, also a professor at Penn State University. So, Roger, of course, you know, in the broadest possible terms, and you're looking at things in a really small uh, levels, but in the broadest possible terms, I mean, it's fairly safe to say, isn't it, that religious persecution worldwide is is on a runaway course? It, it, it's clearly increasing. Yeah, it's clearly increasing. The other concern, and this one might not seem like a concern, but with uh, certain things like, say, requiring religions to register is increasing very sharply around the globe. And the requirements to register are increasing very sharply around the globe. And what that means is that then the states have can place more restrictions on religion. They know where religions are. Um, it means they, uh, they will put far more demands on which religions are allowed to re- register and which ones aren't. And that leads to many discontented uh, or uh, very angry other groups uh, who don't get allowed to register. Uh, so there's uh, many, many things going on uh, as far as why there's this increase in religious persecution. But certainly uh, there's an increase in terms of discrimination both by governments as well as by some of these other social movements within the societies as well. Hmm. Our time almost up, Roger. I guess my last question for you then is what's the responsibility of the individual? What you said about social discrimination was very persuasive to me. I I guess I hadn't thought about, you know, the fact that our, you know, the movements of political correctness keep governments from saying things publicly that maybe actual citizens privately would say or even carry out. Yeah. When, and I think you know, the real bottom line is just, uh, for example, I'll give you one example from when I, I did talk to an imam in, in the Dearborn area. And uh, the thing he was so impressed with by the group of clergy who he worked with, because uh, a real estate group would not allow him to rent space. And the clergy of, of that community came to his defense. And essentially they said to him, your freedoms are our freedoms, and we'll mm-hmm. defend you, and just out of mutual respect and love, for other people, they were willing to defend him. And I think that goes a long ways uh, towards building better relationships all the way around. It's when you just show that, that mutual respect and love for each other, and you realize that uh, in, in, even in your relationship with government, you know, their freedoms are, are also your freedoms, too. Yes. Well, Roger, thanks for your scholarship. Uh, certainly very necessary in these fractured times we live in. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Our pleasure. Roger Finke. He is a professor of sociology and religious studies at Penn State University, the director of the Association of Religion Data Archives online, ARDA.com. Roger Finke.
This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. With the enrollment deadline only weeks away, it's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. For your free Medicare assistance, call 800-741-5592. That's 800-741-5592. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically read your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. 100% chemical-free, Plug-In Pest Free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our bestseller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Go pestfree.com today. The day after Thanksgiving, feed your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack one million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 23rd at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. and all faiths and ages are welcome. Come fill your heart with joy and one million plates of food right here in Pittsburgh. To register, go to amentoaction.org. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. For all the many years that we've been doing the ride home with Joan and Kathy, both Kath and I really appreciate all the advertisers who've been with us. Grove City College is our newest advertiser, and we are so happy that Grove City is with us. Both of our children attend Grove City, so we, as proud parents of children who attend Grove City College, we say thank you to Grove City College. fascinating conversation with Robert Roger Finke. One of the things that he said to me, which was the most striking, is that to avoid persecution, many Jews worldwide would choose not to wear the yarmulke in public, which is heartbreaking it because, is. you know, when you walk down Forbes and Murray and you see all the assembled wearing, you know, especially on Saturday, or you see Hasidic Jews and their children on the street corners. I mean, I, I love that. I do too. I do. And here's here's the thing to remember is that there are so many more of us that love that of course. than the one guy that hated it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I just I we can never lose sight of the fact that one guy did something horrific and since then tens of thousands of people have done beautiful things if not more than that. Right. I'm probably understating that number. And it's just 
you know, it's easy to get overwhelmed by the evil, but as the scriptures tell us, overcome evil with good, which is what's happening in Pittsburgh. We, should, we should be joyful in our sorrow for yes. that reason. Yeah, and I think we're just showing, you know, like any any well-meaning, kind, loving people, you show your best side in the midst of this horror and tragedy. Right, and it's yeah. up to each one of us to do it. Right. How, wherever and however we can. Speaking of that, putting your best foot forward, uh, we're going to talk in a couple of minutes with Lou Weiss. And... Um, He's written a piece at the Wall Street Journal, which is absolutely wonderful, and also was engaged by national media and had a spot-on uh, response. News. Yeah, So stick with us. Lou Weiss is with us. You may know the name here locally. That's Straight Ahead, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. and through the woods to grandmother's house we go remember those old-fashioned holidays when the pace was slower and the food all tasted like grandma had been cooking all day just for you you know what she probably did you know what else at the spring house in 84 we still cook all day long just for you so even though your life is filled with running we can make sure that you still enjoy an old-fashioned holiday Call the Springhouse now to order fresh turkeys. Not frozen, mind you, fresh, the only kind Grandma used. The aroma of a turkey roasting in your oven will fill the house with promises of what's to come. Let us prepare side vegetable dishes like Aunt Emma's breaded broccoli, sweet potato pie, or even real mashed potatoes. And don't you forget to order the dinner rolls and, of course, our own homemade pumpkin pies or even apple crumb. They seem to be the favorites this year. Call 228-3339 now and let us help you enjoy a real old-fashioned holiday. Is your car ready for winter? Get the jump on Jack Frost. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect against the elements inside and out. From spray-on bed liners to rust-proofing, WeatherTech floor liners to extreme detailing. And now, through November 15th, get up to 50 bucks off remote starters during their preseason sale while supplies last extreme car and truck in bridgeville 40 years for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net my daughter was really sensitive she took everything personally she had a lot of trouble in school he had some impulsivity issues that i was concerned about he was having a lot of meltdowns a lot of tantrums what brain balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. This is what he has. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. We started seeing huge differences in her behavior. His focus in class and how he retains the information that the teacher is talking about is just remarkable. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. There is our life before Brain Balance, and there's our life after Brain Balance, and the two don't even resemble each other. It's a totally different Life. Attend Brain Balance Center's Parent Discovery Night Thursday, November 1st from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Tour the center, meet their caring staff, and learn firsthand from enrolled parents about the brain balance difference. Call to reserve your seat today at 724-443-6287 or visit brainbalance.com for more information. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth. You have 14 login passwords, and you can't remember any of them. Doug 1. Doug 2. Doug is awesome. Doug is awesome. One, two, three. Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at Geico.com. Doug is super cool and percent underscore exclamation point, exclamation point, 1985. 
New at Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You know, one of the things about the tragedy that happened on Saturday is that I think for all of us, that it tears you away from your routine and your complacency and forces you, if you are so inclined, to go into different conversations and directions. You look at the world and your neighbors, perhaps in a whole new light. Such is the case with our next guest. Lou Weiss is with us. You may know the name Weiss. It uh, certainly has uh, many tendrils here in the city of Pittsburgh, mostly to do with design and carpeting. Lou Weiss is with us. He wrote a terrific piece in the Wall Street Journal, which we picked up on, and uh, a lot of people have well have commented on this. But we welcome Lou to the show. Lou, thanks for joining us today. How are you? No, thanks for having me. It's uh, a pleasure to be with you guys. Yeah, Lou, we were really happy to see your name uh, in the Wall Street Journal and then to hear you on NBC News. We'll get to that in a little bit. But you wrote in the journal that for a couple of years, you were the head of a congregation that merged with Tree of Life. And for many years, you were one of those late arriving regulars at the Shabbat morning service. Can you talk about that? Yes. Yeah, I mean, basically, I belong to a number of synagogues. It's maybe, I don't know if it's typical of Pittsburgh, but the community here is so kind of uh, ecumenical might be the right word, and I like a lot of rabbis, and so I belong to a number of different synagogues, and so one of the synagogues I belong to, Beth Shalom, one of the rabbis left, I helped him start a new synagogue, we were kind of a vagabond shul, and um, and he didn't have any benefits, so we, we merged with Tree of Life, our small, and he became the rabbi Tree of Life. He's been on the news a lot recently, he's a white beard and a pirate's hat, Chuck Diamond, oh, yeah. and then he left He left Tree of Life, and um, and so it's I don't give money to them anymore. Of course, I will be now. Um, but so we, I went to the Shabbat service, I mean, with Chuck. And actually, I went with um, Rabbi Myers that's there now. And I knew Rabbi Bar- and all the rabbis there. Hmm. And um, and I knew a lot of the people that were in the thing. I didn't know them. We weren't uh, great friends outside of synagogue, but they were always there. They were stalwarts. They always showed up. And it was, you know, uh, and so I was at the funerals yesterday. And uh, my wife was at one today. And I'm going to one on Friday. And. It's it's brutal, but I mean the the outpouring of, um, what's the word? You know, just you know, uh, spine and uh, support and rallying around the Jewish community here by the by the uh, Christian community, by Jewish community around the world, by Christians around the world. It has been it's gratifying and it helps. And it, and, it, and it says you're not alone, and it's so unique to the United States of America, I can't tell you. Yeah. You know, uh, in, in Europe, there's, there's, there's synagogues are attacked, and half the people are, are enthused about it. In the United States, it's universal. In, this, in, in, in Pittsburgh, universal. It, it's uh, condemned. And um, so, but I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, a, it's a conservative show. I would sometimes get up and do a little Bible commentary at the end, as when I was president. And not that I know that much. I don't. You guys know a lot more than me. No, I'm sure that's um, not true. But, Lou, yeah. that, that's interesting because, you know, um, when you talk to Christians, you know, they tend to stay in a congregation for, you know, whatever. But, but you know, I've heard this, what you're describing, is there's a fluidity here, which I think is really interesting. And I guess as well, you know, people talk about six degrees of separation. You know, you get in small circles, and it's, you know, in Pittsburgh, half a degree of separation. So you kind of like people sort of move from place to place. How, how does that work as far as teaching or, you know, conservative or 
all that thing together? Does it even make a difference? It's a really good question. It's a really good question. And I mean, as people go through their lives, I mean, sometimes it'll be a specific rabbi that they like or a specific style of service. I wrote an article for this uh, for, for the Wall Street Journal about this a, a few years ago called uh, Confessions of a Synagogue Hopper. And I talked about my various synagogues I go to and the various things I like about each of them. And um, they're all wonderful in their own ways. And a lot of it depends on, you know, what my mood is that, Shabbat. I mean, not everyone can afford to do it. And frankly, I don't pay full dues at all of them. I pay full dues at a couple. Sure. And then they give me special out-of-town rates at the other ones. <laughs> but, I mean, they're, you know, I, and frankly, I, I'm not much of a prayer. I like to hear what the, the sermons are, yeah. what the rabbis give. And so I usually arrive in time for that. And... Um, I'm you know, usually disappointed, but so what? I mean, as long as they make a stab at it, I don't care. Yeah. And uh, yeah, something, even if I disagree, that's okay, too. That's interesting. As long as uh, we're discussing what, you know, what's, what's, uh, how, how the, the Torah portion specifically pertains. That's what I wrote about in my last Wall Street Journal piece. Because last week, you know, Abraham was, you know, fighting for Saddam. And, um, and he was bargaining with God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it's a crazy thing. This week coming up is the first real estate transaction in the Bible. I mean, Abraham, Abraham is buying a burial place for his wife, Sarah. They say, I'll give it to you. The, the, the people in, in, uh, um, in Hebron will give, you, will give it to you. She says, no, I insist on paying. I'm probably wrong when I say 400 shekels, something like that. He insists on paying for it. And I think that's the beginning of Jews in the, in the real estate business, right there and then. <laughs> Documented. That's where it starts this week. Man, you guys go way back. That's good. Okay, let's go back to Sodom for a minute. So it's a story that I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't know. Um, so talk to us about that. So Abraham's bargaining with God because God said he's going to yeah. destroy Sodom because of all sorts of crappy stuff they've done. And uh, talk about what, what Abraham's encouraging him to do. Well, he's saying, you know, look, you, how can this is going to look bad for you, God, if you do this? What are the people going to say? I mean, already, don't forget, you know, uh, Garden of Eden, that went wrong. Noah went wrong. This is like the third shot at things here. And so, I mean, the you know, difference is Noah, frankly, didn't argue for the rest of the world when he, when he told Noah, Noah just told his ark. He didn't argue for him. Here, Abraham is arguing for not just for strangers, for evil strangers. And if he can find even 10 good men, he starts with 100, and I think, I forget the numbers, 15, then 10. <clears throat> and if he can find, you know, 10 good men, uh, would God spare the city? And he couldn't. And the, and the great sin, at least, I'm, I'm not sure if it's from the Talmud, but the great sin, aside from the fact that these people were, they, they were basically abusing visitors. Mm-hmm. The people that would be guests and visitors in, in, in the town, would, they would be, have to fear for their lives, yeah. or, that they, or that they might be raped. And um, hence the term Sodomites. But the um, but Abraham you know, went, went, forth, went forth, and it, it ultimately failed in his negotiations. But I mean, it's a, it's a theme throughout the Bible. I mean, you know, what can I say? We're we're we're, we're not going to just take the standing down. God made us as partners in in in, in, in making this world, and we're going to have a say in things. And you know, and it's I mean, Moses argues with God, and I mean. It, you know, the rabbi argued with God at the funeral the other day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's calling, good. He was calling him out. Yeah, it's necessary, yeah. right? I mean, you know, look at the Psalms. They're filled of arguments back and yeah. forth. So, so so, what about that, Lou? You know, I mean, so uh, after 9-11, uh, the churches were filled. So I would imagine this Saturday, the synagogues in Squirrel Hill should be packed to overflow. They, they Hopefully. I'm assuming that they will be. I mean, the funerals have been. <laughs> Typically, on a, on a typical Shabbat, 
the more observant the synagogue, the more people that you'll find there. And because um, if I can make it in time to my Orthodox one, I go to that one. If I'm a little later, I go to my conservative one. And I'll probably go to my reform one this Friday night. And within a weekend, I'll maybe be at three different denominations. Yeah. And, um, and as I said in my article, the good news about that is when I stay home on a Saturday and just sleep in, Every rabbi thinks I'm at another synagogue. <laughs> That's a good safety synagogue. system you've got set up there, Lou. <laughs> That's very good. That's, That's like, good. so you're a wise man. Do you play chess too? Because that's thinking ahead several moves, really. <laughs> Uh, so, Lou, what about what about Squirrel Hill itself? I mean, uh, I was in Squirrel Hill on Sunday and yesterday, and uh, of course, it's overrun. I mean, it's it's overrun by media, national, international, local. It's it must be hard to navigate through there. And I'm sure wherever you go, people want to stick a microphone in your house. And you know, with with that, I'm glad that you're here with us today. But people want to talk a lot, to you. Yeah, yeah. Frankly, a lot of them are my own children. My one, my eldest daughter is a uh, Writer at the New York Times for their editorial page, and my youngest daughter writes for the New York Post. She's, the Post is sending her in this weekend to, you know, survey the scene at the, specifically a Tree of Life and other synagogues as well. And frankly, she was my partner when I would go to the Tree of Life Shabbat morning service. So, you know, my youngest daughter typically went with me to those services. Um, but they they are everywhere. And, and in fact, you, I watch turn on TV and I watch. Yeah, I know that person. I know that person. There's that rabbi. This rabbi. And um, the one thing that the common theme I think that you're seeing throughout is that people are saying we will not be defeated. Mm-hmm. We will not be defeated by this. You know, I mean, Israeli Jews deal with it all the time, yeah. and they, they they and they know this routine. It's new. It's new, certainly to the United States, and certainly to us here in Pittsburgh. But the the feeling I'm getting is that we will not be uh, that we will not shut down from this. We're going to keep our values, and our community is tighter than ever. This guy thought he was going to you know, undermine the, the morale of, of the Jewish community here. He's wrong. And even the broader community, he, he was absolutely wrong. And I mean, you know, I'm getting, getting fruit baskets from a uh, crossroad community from Jeff and Beth Harris. I mean, people say, I mean, I'm, I'm getting people reaching out from, from across the community from around the world. Fabulous. And I think the media here is getting it too. I mean, they're trying, sadly, they're trying to make a political story out of it, which uh, happened in a couple of them there, which I think is not, the story here. The story is that this guy was an anti-Semite. He was a hater. Yeah. Right. And, Lou, he, was, and he was, and he was evil. <clears throat> Lou, we need and, to take a break, um, but if we can ask you to stay with us for just a minute while we go to a commercial, we want to come back and uh, play one of your inclin- one of your, uh, incidents, so to speak, on NBC News. You handled yourself so well. We were so proud of you as a Pittsburgher for speaking up as you did, and we want to play that for our listening audience. So we'll be back in just a minute. Lou Weiss, carpet salesman in Pittsburgh. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. It's probably been about 10 years ago. I had quite a few credit cards. The interest on the cards was really high. I was making the minimum payments, but barely. And it was just getting to be too much, so I called Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496 to talk to a certified counselor. They met with me, and they were able to get all of my credit cards in one lower payment. Trinity 
will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. They did help me learn how to manage my money. Now, you know, we have a house, and we're doing a lot better. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. My name is Holly, and I am debt-free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496. It's been a full day. The to-do list is done, the kids are in bed, the dishes can wait. Right now, this moment is just for you. It's your chance to unwind. It's your end of day, ah. At the Original Mattress Factory, we're proud supporters of the end of day, ah, and we want to see how you relax at the end of your busiest days. Share your posts on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the hashtag end of day, ah, for the chance to win a $1,000 Original Mattress Factory gift certificate. Relax. You've earned it. Why a classical Christian education? Because kids learn differently at different ages. Through grammar, we grasp the building blocks of knowledge. Logic teaches how those building blocks relate. Then rhetoric helps us communicate what we know. For over 50 years, Trinity Christian School has intentionally applied this classical approach to education with great success. It's just one reason why they're consistently ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School. 412-242-8886. We're talking to our guest, Lou Weiss, who's a carpet salesman right here in Pittsburgh. And he was on NBC News the other night. We've got a clip for you. This is a really hard thing to talk about. And I know it's controversial. But it's not just our political leaders, because we see thousands of people at rallies starting in 2016 and straight through to this weekend who are cheering hateful speech. Who are we as Americans? I, well, it's a good point, but on the other hand, I really can't think of anything less helpful than to be politicizing this, whether it's someone uh, uh, cheering Louis Farrakhan, uh, as Linda Sarsour did at the Women's March uh, on, on, on the left, or someone on the right cheering uh, Donald Trump. Um, I think we need to step back from that and stop trying to politicize every aspect of this. I mean, this man hated Jews. He actually hated Trump, as it happens. And, I mean, Jews stand for certain values. And concern for the downtrodden is one of them. And, you know, in a certain sense, uh, he knew where he was going. And he violated the most uh, most sanctified space that there is. I mean, where where Jews go to connect with with their God and, and to pray. And the concept of trying to blame this party or that party or this statement or that statement i just think it's a dead end some people are trying to you know discourage donald trump from coming to pittsburgh he he should come we we want to talk to people we we want people to see what's here we want people to experience pittsburgh i mean you know ideas ideas don't scare us and um you know to point this way this finger or that finger you know, whether we're deplorables or whether it's, you know, uh, enemies of the people and the press, it's 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 just not helpful. And it should be well, toned down both among people and, frankly, among among the press as well. That's our guest, Lou Weiss. Lou, well, you knocked hooray. That, knocked it out of the park. Man, what a great response, Lou. Well, thank you. I mean, well, I mean, from the, I, I can't say, I mean, I was watching coverage of this on TV and basically... You know, the, the, the media specifically and the parties try and weaponize 
every tragedy or everything that goes wrong or i mean how does it play from how does it play for me politically rather than you know the focus shouldn't be on on the media and it shouldn't frankly be on donald trump it should be on the 11 people that, that were killed oh, that were murdured yes <clears throat> And um, ideas just, don't, uh, you it know, breaks Lou, my heart that people doing it. It there. does. When you said ideas don't scare us, I thought, oh my gosh, if would that we would all look at things that way. Yes, and just step back and let this moment be with us. Embrace this moment. Yeah, Lou, we're so happy you're with us today. Our, our most sincere sympathies from the Christian community to you. Um, that's that's all we can say. We're so sorry. Well, well, thank you for all the support. You know, it, 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 it's it's felt, it's noticed, and it's appreciated. Thank you so much. Lou Weiss, uh, the Wall Street Journal article that he wrote is fabulous. We've got it on our Facebook page, Mm -hmm. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Please do yourself a favor, stop by and read that article. We'll take a break, come back. We've got lots more during the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, Gary Neal Hansen's with us. From the University of Pittsburgh. He is a a visiting professor here and uh, has a very unique perspective on what he witnessed as well at the Tree of Life. So stay with us. More conversation ahead during the 5 o'clock hour of The Ride Home. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The accused gunman in the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting has been indicted. A federal grand jury indicted Robert Bowers on 44 counts, including hate crimes. Bowers is being held without bail and is scheduled for a preliminary hearing Thursday. The indictment was expected. Prosecutors have indicated they'll seek to have Bowers put to death. Today begins the process of seeking justice for the victims of these hateful acts, U.S. Attorney Scott Brady said. The indictment came as three more funerals were held. Bowers is accused of killing 11 people and wounding six Saturday at Pittsburgh's Tree of Life Synagogue. The two victims still hospitalized remain in intensive care but are improving, says the chairman of emergency medicine. I'm Warren Levinson. A good day on Wall Street as the Dow is up by 241 points to 25,115. The Nasdaq rose 144. The S&P advanced 29. Oil up 87 cents to 65.31 a barrel. This is SRN News. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The cost of many Medicare plans are decreasing this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans, plans that can eliminate your out-of-pocket costs, plans with $0 premiums, and even plans that pay you back. What is it people need to keep in mind? With so many new options, it can be confusing. You can get objective help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more. With lower copays, more choices like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage, and the freedom to see the doctors you choose. Don't miss out on savings you deserve. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. Find out if you can get a Medicare plan that pays you back. Call 800-735-8803. That's 800-735-8803. 800-735-8803. Change furnace filters. Check. Change smoke detector batteries. Check. Install CO2 detector. Check. Make sure the furnace is ready in good working condition. When you have Pellis Heating and Cooling Service your system... Check. You're ready for anything. And be confident knowing a Pellis Tech is available 24 hours a day in case of emergencies, with after-hour calls returned within 30 minutes. 
Keep your family comfortable with a comfortable family company. Pellis, P-E-L-L-E-S, at PellisHVAC.com. Marley Financial has done it again. These guys are just fantastic. This is Kathy Emmons. Many of you know or have worked with our friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial, and you know they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance, providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now, they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation, with typical savings of up to 40%. Small medium, and even large groups, Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital, Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, or even Johns Hopkins. Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. Call Marley Financial now, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. And find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 at marleyfg.com. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Now with free shipping, like today. Stay road ready for half the price. Green Apple Auto Works in Glenshaw will change your oil and filter for half off at just $19.95. For repair and maintenance, ASC certified techs, Napa parts, and a fair price, go with Green Apple Auto Works in Glenshaw. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. The facts about abortion are startling. This is Dr. David Stevens of the Christian Medical Association. Too often tests, like amniocentesis, become a justification for taking life rather than helping the child. Did you know 9 out of 10 parents after learning an unborn child has Down syndrome abort their child? Killing the unwanted or imperfect is simply wrong. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour of the ride home. I'm John Hall with Kathy Emmons. We're happy that you're with us here today. We've got a hopefully interesting and engaging conversation ahead that you'll stay with us for. Mm -hmm. Today, of course, more funerals. And uh, we will see these daily until Friday. The heartbreak continues. And there's just no way to go about this. I think most people here locally are... Invested in this, that this means something deeper than our own lives. It goes beyond just us. It involves everyone here in the community. It's heartbreaking, and it's necessary that we follow along and we are prayerfully engaged with the Jewish community, especially in the heartbreak. We talked earlier in our show about Melvin Wax. There's a, uh, a great article written by Renata Signorini in the Trib today um, about Melvin, age 87, who was killed on Saturday. And he was called, quote, perpetually happy, <laughs> which I absolutely loved. I absolutely yeah. loved. They also talk about um, about Joyce Feinberg, a yeah. um, woman who traveled the world. And, and lived in Oakland yeah. with an incredible life, it seems, yeah, right? Yeah, an absolutely incredible life. And, I mean, the heartbreak, I think, of to see, read people's obituaries, at least for me, when I read this, I think, I wish I knew that person mm-hmm. when they were still alive. Yes, I agree. Because that's pretty amazing. That's really yep. cool. Yep. I mean, really, it is. 
Yeah, she was born in Toronto. She worked as a researcher at the University of Pittsburgh's Learning Research and Development Center, that really weird like, square root building, from 1983 until her retirement in 08. Her husband, Stephen, a statistician at CMU, died in 2016, and her family members recalled her as a dedicated attendee at Tree of Life who always put others' needs ahead of her own. My heart hurts. My sister is dead. My sister was murdered, said Feinberg's brother, Robert Libman of Toronto. She was my role model all of my life. Her thoughts and words were of pure intent. She gave life to all she came into contact with. In the end, a life of pure giving is a life well lived. Excellent. You know, I heard somebody comment on on the tube the other day that they were opining that hate is the new norm. And I disagree with no, that. I totally disagree with that. Hate is the new norm. I mean, right. you see the president come in yesterday and the protest while the funerals were going on. And I mean, if that's your mindset, if that's how you want to engage, I feel bad for you. I really do. There's a time and a place for everything. Mm-hmm. But that it was certainly not the time and the place, you know, for the uh, well-meaning people, so to speak, to protest the president of the United States coming in to pay his respects. Right. As Lou Weiss said, who was our guest at uh, five or at four thirty, ideas don't scare us. Yeah. So ideas are supposed to be the things that we talk about and that we argue over, but things that we're not afraid to hear. Um, what we saw on Saturday was the silencing, which none of us should ever sign on for. None of us. Any kind of silencing. No. We need to hear from each other, and that's hopefully what people in Pittsburgh are doing all over the place. So I saw the the photograph of this uh, the, the mass murderer. Uh, he was indicted today by a fe- by a federal grand jury, and you see this photograph as he's booked into uh, the Butler County Jail. And of course, you know I, I ascribe all sorts of feelings and emotions to him. I'm reading myself into that, and, and uh, my my hope is that every cell of his body cries out in despair, with the full knowledge of the heartbreak that he's perpetrated not only on the victims and the families and the the region, but that he takes responsibility for this and doesn't in his own mind count himself a hero of a cause, that he falls down before God and asks for forgiveness in his wretchedness, like we all do or all should do, that he recognizes himself, that there is someone who he will intersect with at some point in the prison system who will show him as the sinner that he is and that he sees himself as that. I mean, I, I do pray for that. I really do. Because we are all wretched. And we are all filled with rage and sin. It is the few saints among us that are clean and sure of their next step into holiness. But I can only imagine what thoughts he has in his mind as he falls to sleep in that cell. God be with that. God be with that monster as well. Like he's with all of us. Let's take a break. Yeah. Uh, we're going to come back. Yeah, I want to let you know that we had uh, two really interesting interviews in our 4 o'clock hour, if you're just joining us. Uh, we talked to Dr. Roger Finke from Penn State about religious persecution. And he told both John and I, I mean, John noticed one thing in particular that struck him. I noticed something that particularly struck me. Um, just kind of gives it, give us a different perspective on the Squirrel Hill shooting, looking at it with you know more of a historical background. So check that out. And also, Lou Weiss uh, is a Pittsburgh carpet salesman. He was quoted in the Wall Street Journal. He wrote a great piece and also was picked up, uh, did an interview with Andrea Mitchell on NBC News. And we talked to him about that at 4.30. And so if you missed any of that, our podcast will be available if you find us on our website, johnandkathyshow.com. Uh, you'd be the better for hearing both of them.
101.5 WORD. What's one of the biggest things missing from today's marriages? Grace. On the next Focus on the Family, one couple's story about blaming each other for their unhappiness until their eyes were opened to their own selfishness and sin. Together, they discovered God's grace and reconciliation. Next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Imagine yourself in the graduate degree program you've always wanted. Curriculum that advances your career and enriches your personal life. Practical lessons from accomplished professors. Face-to-face engagement with classmates. And from a Christian perspective, that's Geneva College. Flexible graduate programs that complement your busy life. If you want to advance to the next level in counseling, cybersecurity, higher education, or business administration, your Geneva College master's degree can help you get there. Come to Geneva's Classroom Graduate Programs open house event on monday november 5th in beaver falls between 5 and 7 p.m hear from faculty about in-demand classroom-based graduate programs whether you have an interest in an mba or masters in higher education cybersecurity, or counseling this event will help you take the next step in your career a light buffet will be served to register for the geneva graduate programs open house go to geneva.edu slash grad open house all one word that's geneva.edu slash grad open house this is michael medved here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. With the enrollment deadline only weeks away, it's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. For your free Medicare assistance, call 800-693-0602. That's 800-693-0602. 800-693-0602. The Original Mattress Factory is always looking for good people to join our team. If you're interested in a sales, manufacturing, or delivery position, we offer competitive pay and exceptional benefits packages. Integrity and strong work ethic are essential because at OMF, we strive for excellence in all that we do. To learn more about our company and our unique business model, visit us at OriginalMattress.com. You can stop by any of our locations or visit the employment section on OriginalMattress.com to complete an application. You shield my head in the day of battle. Amen? Amen. Based on the true story of an army chaplain and his wife. I only stand before you today because Jesus is my rock and because I have a family who loves and believes in me. One marriage, one family under God. It made me uh, appreciate family more. The theme of redemption was just so powerful. If that couple can find hope, I think we all can. Indivisible, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now playing. For tickets and showtimes, go to IndivisibleMovie.com. Hey, uh, it's a little after 5 o'clock, almost a quarter after 5. Look, uh, we were looking out my office window here earlier today, and the kids from, is that, I don't know what's the elementary green, school? I, th- is it, I think it's Green Tree Elementary. Well, they Is do that this. What it's called? It's I, right look, on Green Tree Road. I mean, we could throw a baseball and you know, almost yeah. hit the school. It's so close to us. But every Halloween, there's this big walking track uh, in the back of the school, 
And you look out there, and the whole school goes out, and they're all dressed in their Halloween costumes. It is so funny to it's see from a distance. It's the sweetest thing. It is really funny. I love it so it's much. Adorable. It really is. Was I mean, that guy a chicken? I think he was think dressed he was. up as a chicken. Yeah. Okay, I think a, it was. Here's a sad thing. Kath and I, with our uh, you know aging eyesight, we're kind of making out little colored blobs. <laughs> well, keep in mind, it's like... 120 yards it's, from us. It's far away. And so the fact that I got chicken out of that, I think is pretty impressive. Yeah. We saw a dinosaur. We could clearly identify that. I didn't even, I couldn't really clearly identify But you know, I mean, that. so it, right now in homes all across the country, little kids are like Mike's new, but Dr. J, they're jumping up and down with their costume on. Right. Which is so cute. And they're just super excited. To me, that's the joy of it Halloween. Is. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, I get, I get people that upset about, you know, the demonic culture and all that. I, believe me, I get that. Right. But know? I don't, we were just saying last night, my husband and I, it's been years since we had, we've had any weird sicko slasher, any, anything for Halloween. At the front door. Yeah. Nothing like that. I mean, yeah. we go, we, Got a lot of like strawberries. I mean, he, he, I've and, been like, thinking about this. People dressed up as peanut butter and jelly and stuff. <laughs> well, considering the horror that's been visited upon us in Squirrel Hill, why would you want to go up? Of course you dressed wouldn't. up as a ghoul of course you or, wouldn't. Right? Of course you wouldn't. But isn't it a sign of your community's health if there are still kids that want to play? Yes, you know, and, and so want to dress up and you know appreciate a fun community holiday. Come and, together and talk to each other and yeah. see each other. Right, yeah. come outside. It's going to be. Yeah. It's a little rainy right now, but it's supposed to sort of pass, I think. And so, at one evening out of the entire year, where you do go visit your neighbor and make your way down the street right. and back up again. Okay, and you know, I don't think we should forget to talk about it. it. Is also one day when you can dress up in your costume and go to work. Right, Mike? That's right. I mean, this is, I mean, how often do we get to do this? You know, once a year. And yeah. I'm so happy to tell you that two thirds of the ride home team did. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I'm so glad that you guys choose wah, to dress wah. up. I just, I just, mm-hmm. it's just not in me. Find us on Facebook, it's The not. Ride Home with John and Kathy. There's a photograph of the three of us this afternoon in our uh, Halloween grandeur. Yeah. Uh, you'll notice uh, two great costumes mm-hmm. and then something else. I was forced into the picture. Hey, it's John Hall. <laughs> I-, I was forced into the picture, and you'll see me there, you know, so re- reluctantly standing with Kath and New Mike. Mm-hmm. And I do applaud your fashion sense. I really mm-hmm. do. It just. Hey, it's John Hall. It, 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 listen, it's just not me. That's all okay, I'm listen, I just got a text from my daughter who's yeah. 16. She just saw our photograph on Facebook. Mm-hmm. She said. <laughs> Glad to see John dresses up as everyone's suburban dad in winter. <laughs> that's fine. That, you, you just have to do what you got to do. I'm, I'm comfortable oh in my, my own skin. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Just comfortable. I mean, that I, is funny. So they posted the photograph on our Facebook page, the ride home with yeah, John and, and Kathy. And, and my husband responded, hey, if it weren't for us slackers, then we'd all be super with a little nod to Mike. Here's uh, to mediocrity, he says. Thank you. Oh, Anyhow. wait. Oh, well, mediocrity. Well, he's, so he's including himself in there as well. Yeah, I think he is, but I, I think, think he's so. pointing the finger at he you. Because there's the... only three of us in the photograph. Holy smokes. Anyway, uh, find us on Twitter or on Facebook and look at this photograph. The question is, mm-hmm. um, who do you think John Hall's going as? All right. Thank you. <laughs> John Hall's fashion <laughs> We're rules. getting a lot of excellent responses here. Absolutely okay. outstanding Responses. Now, look at our house. Our, our children are no longer, you know, young children, so they have, they are not trick or treating this year, which is much to my chagrin. I don't get to raid their Halloween bags when they go to bed. <laughs> yeah, that's sad because you a- you had that tariff. You were you believed in tariffs long before like Trump was around talking oh, about them. Please, I mean, you know. I think I get first dibs. I think dad should always get first dibs when the kids come home. Mike is. I hated that as a kid. 
What? But, you but, hated that? Yeah, but I, now that you're a dad. But now that I'm a dad, I get to do it, and I appreciate it. Of course, course, you, course do. you do. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you know, you're out there walking the neighborhood. You're doing the thing. You're supporting right. the yeah. kid. You're paying the bills. Oh, That's yeah. the least you can do is get a tiny little a Hershey or something like that. Okay. Out of the speaking box. of a tiny little Hershey, yeah. uh, I, I was looking up some Halloween data today because, you know, I'm database. Halloween data. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm all about the facts. From the Institute for Halloween Data, it's Kathy Emmons. <laughs> Listen, uh, so this is a ranking of, in America, the most popular candies as of 2017 mm. for Halloween. Most popular candies. Mo- most popular candies. I can give you maybe the top 10. How All about right. that? All can right. I start with 10 and move up? Yeah. Do you want to do that? Number 10, most popular? Butterfinger. I love a Butterfinger. Oh, yeah. However, given the choice between a Clark bar and a Butterfinger, I'm still choosing the Clark bar. I think I would do that for loyalty purposes. Exactly. Number nine. Yeah. Peanut butter M and M's. Yeah, oh yeah. No, I don't like those. Why? I do what? not like. What those. are peanut butter? I don't even. Why? Why wouldn't you go for peanut M and M's? No, no. Peanut butter M and M's are one of my hands down. Favorites. Really, really. I yes. never knew that. Now I didn't. I don't really. I, I mean, the peanut M and M's are okay, but the peanut butter M and M's. Oh yeah. Really. That's, peanut M and M's are one of the greatest oh, snacks in all of, of world history. I'd say it's top three. By oh far. yeah, me too. Well, it's mean, not, guess what, John? It's not in the top 10. What? It's not. It's not in the top 10? It's not in the top 10. Peanut M&M's? No. Nope. Okay. So number nine was peanut butter M&M's. Uh, number eight, Reese's stuffed with pieces. I don't even I know don't what like that is. That. What is Reese's that? Reese's pieces. stuffed with pieces. That's what it says. I never heard of that. Mm-hmm. Number seven is the Milky Way. Uh, I like a Milky Way. I like a no. frozen Milky Way. How about okay. a dark Milky Way? Oh, that's the best. That could be number one for me. Dark chocolate Milky Way. They're fabulous. They are. Number six, we got another Reese's Pieces. What? Oh yeah! What the heck? There's like a. Li- what is that? So what? Aren't they just? Aren't Reese's like Pieces like peanut butter M and M's? Isn't that the kind of the same thing? Reese's Pieces. Yeah, that's what they are. All right. Number five, Snickers. Oh yeah. That's okay. Good. Yeah. It's a delicious thing. It is. Number four, Kit Kat. I like it. I think it's too high. I think it's rated way too high. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think a Kit Kat should be I in like the top. A Kit Kat. It's like fine, a Kit Kat. but I, are you putting it in your top ten? Yeah, I'd put it in my top ten. Break you me w- off a piece. Oh yeah. You would. Sure. Yeah. You share it. Really? Crispy. Okay, number three is Twix. Well, that's kind of like a Kit Kat. Except with caramel. I'd say it's a Kit Kat with, with caramel. I don't nah. like a Twix that much. I love Twix. Really? I, I, I think Twix is so much really? better than a Kit Kat. No, I like a Kit Kat over Twix. I agree with Kath. Oh, thank you, Mike. It's, it's Sorry, so good. John. It's so good when you see the reality <laughs> Mike, for what it is. Kiss it up, will you please? Number two, Reese's. <laughs> who, who did this list? This is the Reese's company. Number two is Reese's Miniatures. Oh, please. Come on. I mean, of course they oh, are delicious. Number one is Reese's. Anything Reese's. Yes. Oh, okay. and number one is Reese's. Anything yes. is anything with Reese's is amazing. No, you want a Reese's peanut butter cup, sure, but all the other stuff. Okay, I need to bring up some things that aren't mentioned. Yeah, I need to bring up Swedish the, fish. No, <laughs> that's a low rank candy. That's good stuff. Uh, I would like to bring up the Baby Ruth. Oh, I love a baby Ruth. That is Ruth? under <laughs> yeah. That is underappreciated. Mm-hmm. How about uh, I think the baby Ruth is delicious. How about penny candy? Can we have like an assortment of penny candy? How about some sixlets? I like six. Uh, Are you laughing at sixlets? I love a sixlets. No way. What? You're not, they're terrible. No. no, they're not. They're good. Mike, no. I, I like a sixlet. They're a little chalky. That's I don't yes, mind that. They're too chalky. No, no. And, and plus, good. when you bite the whole thing, you, you, your your teeth make that sound against the, the hard plastic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's good. Gross. Would I like be, a sixlet. How about give me a, a little uh, wax bottle? They are disgusting. Ew. Give me one of those, man. What is in wax. there? I don't care. That is really? that is wrong. That could be like lighter fluid. I don't for care. All you know. It's the nectar That's of life. The That's wax awful. Bottle. That's awful. Like once the a little, year. Listen, You're not going to have a wax bottle the, once a year. This no is way. the worst candy ever of any candy. Hmm. Are those stupid little 
like oh. dots on the paper. Yeah, what's that all about? <laughs> no, how about uh, how desperate do you have to? You're eating dots off of paper. Remember when you were kids and you had the elastic? Um, oh, the candy necklace. Yeah. Until we realized they were all from China and poisoned. Ah, uh, you know. It kind of ruined well, that. There's always a, a dark bit. side to the candy, <laughs> it's isn't it? Dark. Yeah, that is pretty dark. dark. Okay, what about my very favorite? Um, hmm. The payday bar. I do not like the payday bar. That'd be my it's my all time favorite. That'd be like my, my my top one of the worst candies ever. What payday? Ew. You would what? Oh, that's the worst. I despise a payday. <gasps> How do you not like payday? Oh. I can't believe you're putting that in your worst oh, candies. Is. I'd put that next to the zero bar. The two of them together, that's like the worst. I love a zero bar. Really? I love, yeah, because it's weird. No, no. And it has a very cool wrapper. It has like a Jetsons wrapper. How about the bun? Remember the bun? I don't know what the bun is. Oh, it's like a, it was a little square. Oh, how about the chunky? Speaking of square. Okay, it's funny you bring up chunky. Oh. Because just last night I said to my husband, I have never in my life had a chunky bar. What? Never. I don't even know what it is. Oh, what? How have I, what, what is in that? It's just a big, ch- a big chunk of chocolate. Uh, th- I think sometimes there's raisins and nuts there in there as well. There are raisins in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh! Oh, how I about love an, raisins. How about an almond joy bar? Mm, oh no. come on! I'm not oh, a big fan. What a mounds bar? No. First joy? of all, the almond oh, should have more salt, and it doesn't, so that kind of loses it. And Give it's me the milk, coconut. It's milk chocolate. Well, the mounds bar. Ma- coconut. Mounds bar with dark chocolate. Divine. Yeah, it is. Peppermint uh, patty. How about that? I like a peppermint patty. Oh, yeah. Isn't give me that, that a good candy? That's a great candy. That's the lowest fat candy bar. Oh, really? Who yes. cares? I, I'm just saying. Lowest I thought fat. Mike and Ike's were. I told you. I'm oh, data-based. Okay, but that's... Ew, Mike and Ike's. But I Ew. mean, as far as a chocolate candy oh, okay, bar. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't mean as far yeah. as, you know... I mean, I'm sure that the little stupid sugar dots on paper have less fat. You know <laughs> but, why? Because yeah. there's nothing in them. Or disgusting wax... Lips. Candy or what about the like, lips? Ew, that, oh, those are horrible. You guys. <laughs> those are horrible. Aren't you like elitists? Aren't you? What about down your nose What about shoelaces? The red licorice. I like it. I like it. Do you like it? Yeah, I the do. stretchy? Do yeah. you like that? I never tried this. How about a nib? What's a nib? Oh, that's dark. That's black licorice. You hate it. Oh, that's oh, good. Oh, I love it. I love a nib. Mike and or John and I are so yeah, yeah. loyal to black licorice. Give me a nib, yeah. Oh, mm. nibs are nibs are a weird plasticky texture, but I like it. Yeah. Uh-uh. I'm pro nib. Yeah. No, I'm pro-nib. I'm going to get a t-shirt no that says pro-nib. <laughs> so, like, who are you voting for? Nib? Are you? I'm a nib, uh, nib candidate. Listen, I would have voted for nib in 16. Okay, how about this? Uh, candy that lasts... Because, uh, you know, candy doesn't stick around our house long enough like to, to go past the expiration date. Okay, mine does. I, yeah. Mine does, too. What? Way past. I no, still no, have man. Easter candy that my wife is oh, eating. Oh, no, no. Yeah. It gets to be like 10 o'clock. I'm, like, in there. I'm eating the chocolate chips that we make the chocolate chip cookies from. That's like, I'm happy to have that. Do you ever do that? I try not to do that. Oh, that's good. Of course it is. It's awesome. Okay. So is there a shelf life for candy? Oh, do you yeah. know that if you had like, uh, oh, how about a milk dud? you like a milk dud? Milk duds are too much trouble. Uh, what? Too no, much trouble? It gets Everything gets all stuck in your teeth. How about and a good and plenty? It, yeah. I Thank you. love a good and that's plenty. My, that's my um, movie food. That's my all-time favorite candy. Good and plenty. Yes. I could see that. Good and plenty. I'd go for that. I mean, like, black licorice isn't good enough. You put that candy coating on there, it's like through the roof. Mm-hmm. Okay, so milk chocolate lasts until uh, 10 months. It's a cool, dry place. 10 months. 10 months. All right. Dark chocolate, check this out, one to two years. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's superior. Do you like dark, Mike? Oh, yes. Oh, it's so good. Without a doubt. Oh, There's no I heard comparison. it's actually healthy for you. Yeah, that's right. It has oh, some... Uh, it has some... Uh, um, mm-hmm. That's something yeah, it's got that. It's that, that stuff. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> I'll come up with what it has in it. <laughs> yep. Uh, hard candy. It's like, your, you know, in your grandma's 
Yeah. Like hard candies. That lasts through the apocalypse. Okay. Yeah. Hard candies, indefinite. That's right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Marshmallows last six to eight months. Yeah, not very long. There's then, no way. Yeah, they become very... Like, well, don't open them up. I mean, they're just Yeah, saying, but even if, you, even if you do not open them and they're too old, they, they get... clumpy. Yeah, and they get nasty. And it, you don't want to have anything to do with them. How about candy corn? I cannot do candy corn. I despise I it. And you know it. what's worse are those candy pumpkins. Oh, the one. Oh, those are terrible. <laughs> the worst. That is awful. My that wife, is, my wife loves candy corn. I don't think that's food. Well, neither is candy. I mean, you know. Candy is more food than candy no, corn. You is can't, candy no, no, corn. No, 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 no. I think that's like building material or no, something. No, no. When you're hungry. You, you could probably insulate a house with it. Probably, but you're not going to sit down <laughs> to like a meal of candy, are you? No, but I'm telling you, I don't think candy corn is actual food. No. I think it was intended to be something else, and then someone was like, oh, wow, I could eat that, and then it became candy. Something else. Well, candy corn lasts about nine months. Two months if you open the bag. One day if you have any good taste at all. That's what they're saying here. This is the, an article from Relevant doesn't talking it, about... Doesn't it make your mouth feel weird when you eat it? I refuse to eat it. Okay. Uh, it, I have not smart. had candy corn since I was probably eight. Oh. I'll never eat it again. All right. I mean, I liked it up and up through through you know my high school years. Really? Yeah. What? Really? I never liked the pumpkins because that's horrible. No. But uh, jelly candies. What's what are jelly, jelly candies? Uh, would jelly candy be like? Oh, like the little orange slices and oh, the little no. oh, green I slices. Love I love those. Those are good. Those the are evergreens really good. with yeah. all that oh. with all that like chunky sugar on the outside. You know where they sell those at Donatelli's by the cash register? Yes. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. If you go to Donatelli's, what you should do is put blinders on when you're waiting mm. in line to check out yeah. because everything bad is at the no, end. No, that's so everything good. bad. They've got dark chocolate. They've got like Klondike's in the refrigerator. They've got all the biscotti that you decided not to get when you yeah, walked in. The the door, stuff. but now it's being you know it's confronting you again on the way out. Because they've only got one cashier, so it takes a while to get there. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. it's very hard, and they always have nibs. Yes, you guys going to pass out candy? Oh, I'm passing out candy. Well, I'm more, that's why I'm wearing my costume. Oh, yeah, good. That's why I'm dressed up as Just a bumble. Please don't. I have a public service announcement for everybody. Okay, that are passing. Out, that's passing out candy today. Okay, thank you. No school supplies <laughs> to kids. Okay? That's all I have to say. Here's a pencil. No school supplies. I hated that. No school all right, supplies. Fine. All right. I'm, I'm, now I'm afraid of Mike because he's really upset about that. Really? He's like getting super political about the school supplies. Or you could hand out your you know, Halloween Bible track, which people do that as well. <laughs> yeah. What about a Three Musketeers? No, not really. There's not enough going on there? No. That fluffy thing in the middle. I, don't I care told you it. before that they messed up the naming, right? That, yes. That... When the company originally came out, the Three Musketeers was supposed to be called Milky Way. Right. It, that's all it was. The Three Musketeers was supposed to be a Snickers because it has three things in it. I see. You know what I mean? But they screwed it up. Someone lost their job about that. I don't know if anyone lost their job, but now we're all calling the candy the wrong thing. Oh, that's okay. Most executors don't want the job, quite frankly. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law, on the importance of proper estate administration. There's a lot of steps that go into settling an estate, and if they don't get it right, not knowing the law isn't a defense to why you didn't do it correctly in the first place. When you pass without appropriate planning, it can be very costly. We see more fractions within families when death and money are involved. If you don't plan appropriately, it's very common. Siblings don't speak anymore. We ask 
act as the mediator for that executor to understand the law. We sit down and go through what probate looks like. Once we go through those steps, we'll assist with getting all of the legal documents, getting you sworn in with the local court and starting that probate process. And then we will act as the mediator with the beneficiaries and the executor. Hear more on Conti's Law, Saturday morning at 9 on WORD. For immediate help, visit ContiLawPGH.com. The day after Thanksgiving, feed your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack one million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 23rd at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. and all faiths and ages are welcome. Come fill your heart with joy and one million plates of food right here in Pittsburgh. To register, go to amentoaction.org. The turkey comes and the turkey goes. It all happens pretty quickly. What remains is one important person and their appreciation for the simple fact you sent a Thanksgiving e-card from CrossCards.com. It's free for you, it's easy, and it leaves the recipient thankful. Express the spirit of thanks in a way that really matters to someone who really matters to you. Free Thanksgiving e-cards from CrossCards.com. My oldest son had a really strong academic career in high school. And like a lot of kids, he didn't try that hard. It just kind of came to him. Not to say that he was lazy, but you know, it, it wasn't like something he had to work really hard at. However, when he went to Grove City College, quickly in that first semester, things started to fall apart for him. And the big thing was, he wasn't organized. Mm-hmm. Right, he wasn't ready for the next step. No. Yeah. Uh, now, the good thing was, he confided in one of the teachers, one of the professors at Grove City, and all, all glory. I mean, the guy got him back on track, gave him a few tips, and helped him tremendously. So he rebounded from that poor first semester and made the second semester work. He's doing great now as he heads into his junior year. Okay, now you and I have never shared this before, but my daughter had a similar oh, experience. Oh, I did not know this. It was in her very first uh, project, her very first long paper she had to turn in, and it was based on an album. Okay, it was a, it was a, a kind of a cultural artifact analysis. I see. And she submitted it and she called me crying. She felt so horrible about it. And I said, listen, the only thing you can do is go tomorrow morning, talk to your professor and just see what he says. Mm-hmm. So she got off the phone, you know, crying, thinking this is the end of her college career. Yeah. She shows up to the guy's office as she's walking down the hall to see him. She hears that he's playing the album. That she wrote about in her paper. <laughs> he didn't know she was coming. He just wanted to understand the artifact so well so that he could work with her. And her... Once she heard that, she thought, I'll relax. Yeah, he's invested in this and I'm invested in this and he's going to help me work it out. And that's exactly what happened. I love this. Okay, so t- to be truthful here, clearly there's a difference. What's going on at Grove City College? I mean, they're investing in my kid. Yeah. I didn't have to know they had this conversation with your daughter. So I, I look at this at Grove City. They're a step above. There's something there that's going on that's different than a lot of universities. Yeah. So if you're looking for a group of faculty that's not just invested in their own academic advancement, but interested in your kid and your kid's maturity, consider Grove City College. Online? GCC.edu. That is the uh, the Archies. 
isn't it? Uh, I would wow, say 1970 impressive. or 71. 70, 69. Ding! Wow. Okay. That's impressive. The Archies. So I think it was a number one hit. Okay. Just saying. All right. I mean, I know it. I've heard it. Sugar. Mm-hmm. I would not have known it was the Archies. I thought the Archies, wasn't that a comic strip? It was. It is. Okay. Yeah, Archie, Jughead, Reggie, Betty. Is that the same? Is Betty. there a connection between them? Yeah, they were. That was a band. That was a, a you know sort of a t- because they they sort of reached the zenith of the popularity, the Archie comic book, and then somehow they formed this band that was supposed to be you know the people from the cartoon. Okay, all right. Uh, we got to go back to Halloween candy for a little bit because oh, I have no. an important. First of all. The word I was trying to think of before is antioxidant, and that's what's <laughs> packed in dark chocolate, so you oh. should eat all of it. Isn't that a detergent? it's good for you, no. Oh, that's oxy. That, that's all. That's ox. Right. That's oxy. All, and no, then no. oxy-clean. Oxy-clean. Oh, You're yeah. mixing those two together. Oh, antioxidant, oxy-clean. Anyway. It's very clean candy. I'd like to eat some Smarties. <laughs> okay. My question for you is this. Is it acceptable or not yeah. to hand out pretzels? Yeah. No, that's a mean? rip. Look, when you show up at somebody's house, somebody's house, and they give you like the airline bag of pretzels, yeah, I've gotten that. Yeah, you feel cheated. You know, you wouldn't feel so bad if it was like a bag of Fritos. That'd be a bonus. Oh, but what? Pretzels, pretzels are too healthy. Meh, meh. Yeah. Now it, I didn't like them as a kid. Now if I got them now, I. It, I'd be happy. I wouldn't be be excited to get a bag of pretzels. Who gets excited to get a bag of pretzels? I love a bag of pretzels. No. Maybe if they were like butter pretzels or something like that. Butter pretzels. You know. Those are pretty good. Those are very good. But not just like a regular bag of pretzels. All right. Okay. So so you both disagree. So you're of no help at all. No. All right. What about the the viability or um, the acceptability of handing out lollipops? (laughs) No. You know what? That just seems... Low rent. Do you like, think? Yeah, I'm not saying it has to be a dumb dumb. I'm like, what if you did a Tootsie Pop? No. Yeah, John's right. It is low rent. Even I mean, even a blow pop. If I want a lollipop, no. I'll go to the bank. Yeah. I mean, really, it's, yeah. it's not. Really? It's, you guys not, are, it's barely a, showing up. It is. Is what it is. Yeah. It's a tough crowd. No, it's not. It's just an honest crowd. All right. What about a homemade item? Oh, listen. Listen. When I was a kid, up the street from us, the first place you'd go to was Mrs. Butcherelli's house. Oh, what did because she give? Butcherelli. Oh, Mrs. Butcherelli. She give you like a later steak? on. No, no, no she, it was a, it was a ham and cheese sandwich. Later on, later on, Mrs. Butcherelli opened her own candy store. That'll Ooh. tell you something. But mm-hmm. but if you were one of the first kids in the neighborhood to get Mrs. Butcherelli's house, you got the most fabulous homemade candy apple, a oh, taffy yeah. apple. Oh, well, it's a, like one of the red ones. Oh my god! Wait, red is the taffy. Yep, it yeah. was red. Oh, oh. Now there's now there's something that's just going to completely ruin your teeth. Who cares? I mean, I mean, I mean, Go like, for it. I mean, like they might actually fall out. They're going to rot out anyway. That's so what, rot on. That's what dentures are for. Okay. Right. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. First of all, I, I don't know anything about Mrs. Butcherelli, oh, but I love her she was because fabulous. of what you're saying. But I don't like a candy apple. I do. Oh, I like I'd a be happy. Car- I like I a caramel too. apple. I'll take a caramel oh, apple I'll as well. Both. Would you like? Would you rather have a caramel or taffy? Oh, way caramel. Taffy's seriously yeah. just too hard to eat. As a kid, I do ta- I do taffy. I mean, yeah, as a kid, I do taffy. As an adult, I do caramel. Okay. Now, Kathy, do you have a go-to house growing up? Absolutely. When you were Who was that? Trick-or-treating? The Skirtas. The Skirtas. What did they mm-hmm. give up? The Skirt. Mrs. Skirta would dress up as uh, like some type of witch type thing, and she would have a cauldron that was smoking with dry ice. Oh, nice. And so it didn't matter what she was giving because that was cool. She had a piece of theater going on. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so I like that. We had a guy in our neighborhood who every year did a talking pumpkin, 
where he had like a like a scarecrow and then he put a real pumpkin on top of the scarecrow and then he had a microphone where he would embody the pumpkin itself oh, that's funny. so all the neighborhood kids would come around and go hey pumpkin what you know tell me what blah blah blah, blah. and this guy would go well i want to tell you one thing about me i like being a pumpkin and you know and, oh it was fabulous that's so good oh, it was wait great. how did awesome. he see was there a yeah like a little wind just out you know out his so, window so he, oh okay so he was inside the house yeah okay i and didn't know if he was maybe there. inside the pumpkin oh I was no trying no to figure out how that could that's happen hilarious. it was great theater that's good yeah i like that a lot so mr wallen jevitz dig him he gave out cans of coke oh yeah Oh okay, yeah. Okay, now wait, but you drop your uh, basket you know. or whatever on your trip. Well, you got a serious accident. Invariably, some little kid did that and ruined mm-hmm. their Halloween. They right. would go there was home an crying. Explosion and- but for all the teenage kids or the you know almost teens, you were walking around with your can of coke. You, that was oh, I can't wait to have a okay. can of coke. Hugs. Oh no! Oh yeah! No no! Worst no, whatever! No. I'd no. rather get a pretzel. No. I'd rather get the stupid no hugs. sugar circles on a piece of paper. Yeah, hugs are the absolute yeah. worst. No way! No hugs, hugs are bad. Hugs are the best. Hugs like here's hugs is like sewer water with three no, splendors. They're not. It is the best. No, it is. Hugs is sewer water with three splendors. The red, super sweet and the blue, dubious water. The red, the blue, no, the green, not so much. The so. orange, gross. No. Nope, I don't think so. Forget the hugs. All right. Oh, my gosh. That was worth the price of coming to the show today All to right. hear Jugs described as sewer water with three splendors. WORD. Did you know that the world we live in today is just a big graveyard? There are billions of people living today who are dead in trespasses and sins. And the Holy Spirit is the only one who can speak to them so that they can hear. And that's why it's so important for us to let the Holy Spirit work through us. Dr. McGee speaks passionately about this subject, so I hope that you'll tune in to Through the Bible Radio this week for his messages in Ephesians. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit, 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. My daughter was really sensitive. She took everything personally. She had a lot of trouble in school. He had some impulsivity issues that I was concerned about. He was having a lot of meltdowns, a lot of tantrums. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. This is what he has. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. We started seeing huge differences in her behavior. His focus in class and how he retains the information that the teacher is talking about, it's just remarkable. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. There is our life before Brain Balance, and there's our life after Brain Balance, and the two don't even resemble each other. It's a totally 
different life. Attend Brain Balance Center's Parent Discovery Night Thursday, November 1st from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Tour the center, meet their caring staff, and learn firsthand from enrolled parents about the brain balance difference. Call to reserve your seat today at 724-443-6287 or visit brainbalance.com for more information. Five years ago, a National Barna Omni poll discovered that 77% of evangelicals believe we're now living in the end times as described by the Bible. But how can we really know? Don't miss the most comprehensive in depth prophetic end time seminar anywhere. You'll be amazed at how much information God's Word provides. This all-day end time seminar is Saturday, November 10th at Christ Church at Grove Farm. To learn more, go to endtimeseminar.com. That's endtimeseminar.com. You shield my head in the day of battle. Amen? Amen. Based on the true story of an army chaplain and his wife. I only stand before you today because Jesus is my rock and because I have a family who loves and believes in me. One marriage, one family. Under God. It made me uh, appreciate family more. The theme of redemption was just so powerful. If that couple can find help, I think we all can. Indivisible. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now playing. For tickets and showtimes, go to IndivisibleMovie.com. Oh, John, the moon, the stars, the candy, the flowers, the music, and talking to wee morning hours. Oh, Rhonda, oh, Rhonda, this dizzying pace. There aren't words to describe what I see in your face. Will you love me forever? Oh, say you will. Oh, I will. Do you want to get married? Oh, I do. I do. Hey, John, you're a slob. Get your shoes off the chair. Ron, your clothing is lying in piles everywhere, and your hair. My hair? Yeah, your hair is a mess. Well, your breath in the morning is the kiss of death. Where'd the music go, Rhonda? The merry-go-round. Our love boat's in danger of running aground. Remember our courtship, Ron? It wasn't by chance. What we did then, let's do now. Rekindle romance. Now I hear it again. There's the music. Let's Let's dance. dance. Love. It's more than a feeling. It's a choice husbands and wives make over and over again. A message from Focus on the Family and this station. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper, he amid the flood. Of mortal ills prevailing. Hey, thanks for being with us. Gary Neal Hansen is our guest right now. Gary's a writer, a retreat speaker, a church historian, the author of several wonderful books, including our favorite, Kneeling with Giants, Learning to Pray with History's Best Teachers. Gary, welcome back to the show. How are you today, sir? Thanks, John. It's good to be with you. Thank you. Gary, you wrote that on Saturday you were across the river with your son when you heard about the shooting, but your wife and daughter were sitting at home and, ironically... Tell us what they were doing. They were actually watching a rerun of Mr. Rogers' Neighbors Neighborhood on PBS Kids. Uh, I picked up a social media post on Nextdoor.com, two of them actually, that there was an active shooter in Squirrel Hill, and I called to make sure everyone was safe. And my goodness, the, the tragic, the tragic event. Yeah. So, Gary, you are uh, not a Pittsburgher by birth. You're a transplant. And you write in, in your piece at GaryNeilHanson.com that when you were moving to Pittsburgh, your family was excited because you realized you were going to move essentially into Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Yeah, it's one of the awesome features. I mean, how are you going to sell a move across the country to the kids who are, you know, uh, who are six and eight at the time uh, and didn't want to leave their friends? Well, you're moving to Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. That's pretty cool. That's cool, yeah. No, and he's such a, you know, I'm a, I'm a Presbyterian, and he was a Presbyterian, and, I, you know, we don't really do saints in the Presbyterian Church, but I always think of him as Saint mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers, you know, the patron saint of gentle love and kindness. 
So um, we've seen a whole other side of Squirrel Hill that none of us ever wanted to see that I had never even imagined was there. Um, you, being a resident there, experience it even more differently perhaps than I have. I've been there a lot more than you over the years, but you live there now. I do. Yeah, and this is, you know, I spend a lot of time up in the, what, I guess, what I suppose you'd call the downtown of Squirrel Hill, up at Forbes between Murray and Shady, um, often in that little Starbucks cafe on the corner of Shady and Forbes, and often in the JCC, the Jewish Community Center, uh, just down the block on at Forbes and Murray. Um, yeah, so this, and this is this is very familiar territory, and it just feels like, you know, my, my home has been invaded and my heart has been invaded. It's just... Uh, brings me to tears several times a day, you know, even if I'm walking down the street, I'm thinking about it, and I just I just tear up all of a sudden, and, you know, there it is. Yeah. Uh, I was in Squirrel Hill yesterday. I, have a, I meet a friend for for lunch on a regular basis, and the Squirrel Hill's our, our home base. And, and my feeling of, of being in Squirrel Hill was that people are a little leery, a little broken, uh, maybe a little on edge and furtive, uh, glancing at each other, maybe waiting for the other shoe to drop, um, which is heartbreaking. Uh, I can't imagine, you know, um, and, you know, and, and I think if, you know, national media has sold Squirrel Hill as some sort of, you know, almost magical place. Of course, it, you know, it's a, it's an urban center like other urban centers, but there is something very unique about Squirrel Hill and that it, there is this confluence of, of people who are serious about their Jewish faith to live in community like that. And then, of course, all of us around that who take part in that, the beauty of that neighborhood. So as, yeah. as, a, as a transplant, uh, how has it worked for you and your family? Well, we love it. You know, when, before, uh, before I married my wife, she, she is a Canadian, and she was living up in, uh, in Toronto in a neighborhood called Scarborough, which is sort of the most diverse neighborhood of the most diverse city in Canada. And so she just loves that sort of sense of cultural ferment. So we, we were really drawn to, to, to Squirrel Hill for that. Because uh, it's not just that there is a very large Jewish community. I mean, it's very multicultural. You know, you can you can eat uh, Lebanese food, and you can eat genuine Szechuan food, and you can eat kosher food. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff. Uh, the world is sort of at your doorstep, and you know, I mean, it's not. It's no more idyllic than any other place in America. I mean, it's not like it's all you know, peace and kindness and all the time. But right. People get along, right? It's been—it's a very, very, uh, very much a mix that reflects the shape of the world and uh, and the beauty of God's creation, creating us all from many different places, many different backgrounds. And it's what, pretty outstanding. Gary, what's given you hope since Saturday? Well, you know what really gave me hope—the uh, first hope I felt was uh, Saturday evening. Um, there was a excuse me as I get choked up, but um, there was right within twelve hours. It was less than a day. Um, of the of the massacre, the kids from Alderdice High School, the Jewish kids of, of the public high school, had organized a rally, and they'd gotten the word out on social media. And, uh, you know, when you look at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, they estimate the crowd in the thousands, and that's what it certainly felt like being there. Um, and uh, if you see the picture that I, that's on my website, it's actually from the Post-Gazette, um, you know, you can see these huge crowds in the drizzling rain, and it was just all organized by these kids. And they got up and they spoke, and, they, you know, usually you go to these interfaith and ecumenical things that are led by the grown-ups, and 
and everybody's got to say a few words, and a few words is no less than 20 minutes, and it just drones on and on and on. We'd warned our kids it's going to go on forever. Um, but these kids, they said what they wanted to say. They talked about, you know, their hearts were broken. They didn't want to be alone, so they wanted to gather together with everybody. So they made this thing happen. And they told reminiscences of, you know, their grandparents are from that synagogue, and their parents grew up in that synagogue, and they go to that synagogue on high holidays, and it's really great, and, and it's just so sad, and their life has changed, their world has changed. But, you know, here what was, here's what was awesome. And as an outsider, you know, as a, as a Christian, it's, I don't know from experience the ritual life and the worship life of the Jewish people, but, but they said, you know, it's sundown right now. You couldn't really tell because it was a cloudy, drizzly night like tonight. But they said, it's sundown. That's the end of the Jewish Sabbath. It's, we move from, at this point from holy time of the Sabbath rest into the workaday, ordinary, ordinary time of the week. And we have this thing, they call it Havdalah, and it's sort of the ritual blessing and singing um, at the end of the Sabbath. And so they led us in the songs of, of, the, of their faith, uh, these beautiful melodies. I mean, it was in Hebrew. I knew a little Hebrew from the seminary. I could sing along to one, one chorus. The rest of it was beyond me, except for the la-la-la part. I could do the la-la's, <laughs> all right. Um, and so here's what was so cool, Kathy. They said, essentially, by doing this, it was like they said to the world, we are who we are. You know, we love God, and we love our neighbor, and we're not going to stop being who we are, even 12 hours after the worst anti-Semitic hate crime in American history, in our own synagogue, in our own neighborhood. We're not going to st- let it stop us from being who we are as people of faith. And that was amazing. And then, you know, you know, you know what it's like for, for Jewish people throughout history. They have been pushed to the side. They've been shoved into ghettos in Europe. They've had to live on the sidelines and the margins. They've really suffered from terrible, brutal regimes throughout history. And yet, you could, you know, so you could, you could sympathize if they were going to sort of run and hide away and say, they're attacking us again, we're going to hunker down and, and hide. But they came out in the world and they invited us in, me and hundreds of other Christian people or people with no faith at all people. They, they sort of said, here is our faith. We, we give you the blessing of the end of the Sabbath. They invited us in uh, instead of shunning us out. And I thought, this is, this is a balm to my soul, mm-hmm. you know. Amen. Gary Neal Hansen's with us. Gary is a wonderful writer. He is a speaker, a retreat leader. One of his favorite books uh, that we love called Kneeling with Giants, Learning to Pray with History's Best Teachers. So, Gary, walking the streets of Squirrel Hill now, and obviously I just said, you know, you're a writer and you focus on prayer. What's your prayer life now as you walk through the streets? You know, the, as, I, as I walk around and I pray, I think that you know, I'm, I'm, I'm left speechless, you know, it's, you know, if you read the book of Job, there's that sense when he suffers so deeply, he just sits on the ash heap, and he has no words to say, and that's kind of what it's like, and so part of it is simply sitting in silence with God and letting it be okay, that there just are no words, really, um, and yet sometimes there are lots of words, and my, and my, and my prayer go to the words of the Psalms, you know, because they're in the, if you look at the 150 Psalms, they're, they're like the Old Testament's prayer book, um, that's a gift to us. Really, it's a gift to us from the Jewish people, like all the Old Testament is. And um, and they include every kind of prayer. You know, there's 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 joyful prayers and praise and thanksgiving. But it's really also, there are these psalms that, that scholars call the psalms of lament. They cry out in anguish, and they say, How long, O Lord, my enemies are rising up against me. You know, they give vent to, to real anger and suffering and sorrow. And I, and I think 
in a way, the laments, those laments are there for, for me, right? Because they can allow me to say to God, God, this is awful. How, mm-hmm. how can it possibly be that people have riven, risen up with such evil and such stupidity to think that it would honor anything good to commit murder? You know, I can cry out to God with the words of the psalm. So it kind of goes in those two poles from, from mm-hmm. silence to lament. I love it. Yeah. Well, Gareth, thanks. Yeah. You know, especially as a, a newbie to Squirrel Hill and to Pittsburgh and a, a, as a strong prayer, we're glad you're there. And uh, to be surrounded by uh, people of different faiths and ethnicities and all that, uh, you in the middle and uh, having Jesus with you as you walk Forbes and Murray and Shady, that's a really good thing. And it helps us uh, connect as well. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Gary Neil Hansen online, GaryNeilHansen.com. Our helper, he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. Change furnace filters. Check. Change smoke detector batteries. Check. Install CO2 detector. Check. Make sure the furnace is ready in good working condition. When you have Pellis Heating and Cooling Service your system, check. You're ready for anything. And be confident knowing a Pellis Tech is available 24 hours a day in case of emergencies, with after-hour calls return within 30 minutes. Keep your family comfortable with a comfortable family company. Pellis, P-E-L-L-E-S, at PellisHVAC.com. Is your car ready for winter? Get the jump on Jack Frost. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect against the elements inside and out. From spray-on bed liners to rust proofing, weather tech floor liners to extreme detailing. And now, through November 15th, get up to 50 bucks off remote starters during their preseason sale while supplies last. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville. 40 years for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. You can't change the whole world, but you can be part of the change in the world for a child living in poverty by becoming a Compassion International Child Sponsor. You can choose a child to sponsor now at Compassion.com slash radio. That's Compassion.com slash radio. The Penguins honored the suffering of Pittsburghers, and in particular the suffering of the family members of those who were lost at the Tree of Life last night, and they just did a they just did a wonderful job. Yeah, the, as they always the do. The video is beautiful that they showed before the game, just beautiful. In fact, I'll post that on our Facebook page. How about that? Um, the Pens put that out today, um, and it, it was wonderful to see two of the first responders come out. Um, with a flag that was an American flag, but it was in the uh, Jewish colors. And those two guys, man, one guy's in a sling, the other guy looks okay. But they were they were those people that ran in yeah. when all that chaos was breaking out in that synagogue. They and got uh, up. I mean, I got choked up watching it. Me too. I, I couldn't. Anyway, hopefully, those two guys sensed just from the sixteen thousand people that were at PPG. Uh, paint how much Pittsburgh appreciates them and is in awe of what they did and what they continue to do um, and how you know for the 11 we mourn we could have been mourning more if it wasn't for them no doubt yes, when you see those video those people running in the men and women police officers I mean I, I know that everyone it, when you see an officer now you thank see a you. Copy, uh, you do thank you for your service mm-hmm. 
I don't think you get tired of saying that. I don't think they get tired of receiving that thanks. Yep. Because holy smokes. I mean, it goes against every instinct you have, of course, even though you're trained for it, to go into a building where you know some guys in there armed to the teeth and want to kill you. Mm-hmm. Wonder- anyway, so thanks to the Pens for doing that last night and for the whole like world of hockey coming together to honor the yes. lost. Hey, uh, thank you for being with us as always. It's always a great pleasure to be here. Listen, um, I, I know you know this, but as you're driving tonight, here we are at 5 to 6. Most kids are out there just about now. So please drive extra, extra careful this evening to avoid any sort of trouble whatsoever. And we had great conversations today. We talked about religious persecution with a professor from Penn State. Really uh, provocative thoughts. Also, so happy to talk to Lou Weiss from uh, Pittsburgh, from Weiss House and from you know Weiss and Company. Um, and he wrote a great piece for the Washington or for the Wall Street Journal. He talked to us about. Also talked about his piece on NBC. So make sure you check out our podcast, JohnnyCathyShow.com. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.